Today is the day to wake, work, and win. Welcome to The Standard. Happy St. Patrick's Day, by the way. It is. You're right. Yeah. Um, you know that St. Patrick wasn't Irish? What do they put in the Chicago River? What's, what is that? The green dye? Yeah, but what is, is that? what's that water called, that body of water called? Oh, Chicago River? Chicago River? Yeah. So does that just dump into Lake Michigan? Yeah, you know what's interesting is that it didn't. They had to reverse the flow of the Chicago River because they, they, all, the, all the Lake Michigan water would Flowing come out. in and it would like, like horrible yeah. sewage problems Nasty. and all that. So they ended up changing the flow me that of the river in Lake Michigan and all that. That's where you got to put all the dead bodies. Uh, yeah, mafia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. So uh, what did they do? Just gravity reverse or the pumps or what? No, they have like a system like levees and stuff like that. Oh. I did an architecture tour when I was like in high school or something like that, and they told me all about it. But so the green dye, how long does that last? <laughs> I, I it, it goes away, right? Yeah, it just flows into Lake Michigan and kills a bunch of fish. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> we don't care. Yeah, did you know St. Patrick wasn't Irish? He was British. Didn't know that. Yeah, there you go. And he didn't drive the snakes out of Ireland, by the way. Mm. That was the who did. There was no snakes in Ireland. Oh. Nor have there ever been any snakes in Ireland. Okay. <laughs> uh, he drove out non-Christians, I think. And so they would call like the. There's there's a problem with that. There's <laughs> a bit of a oppression. There's a bit of a problem. What's wrong with that? Okay. So he drove. This is St. Patrick. You're saying, uh-huh. so we're celebrating him. We are. So there was a three-leaf clover instead of a four, and the three-leaf clover was the Trinity of Christ. Okay. And so people would wear these three green three-leaf clovers on their clothes, and then they started wearing green clothes instead of the clovers. And then there were no like St. Patrick's Day parades until they had the first one in New York. Is there any other observed, I don't know if he really calls it a holiday because we don't like take a day off for it, but is there any other day on the calendar still that is 100% all party? There's nothing about St. Patrick's Day that doesn't. New Year's. New Year's is all party. New Year's Eve is. Yeah, sorry, New Year's Eve. Okay. New Year's Day is all about hangovers. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I think that's, no, there's really no. I would say St. Patty's Day is more like, all right, this is totally. I'm going to get blacked out yeah. drunk. Yeah. Yeah, you're probably right. Good for them, man. All right. You know? All right. We're going to Illinois since we were just there. Yeah, it's great. It's where you're from. That's right. A bunch of crazies. Woman finds husband's body while getting Christmas decorations eight months after she reported him missing. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> An Illinois woman who reported her husband missing in April, wound up finding his mummified remains eight months later while looking for Christmas decorations in a hideaway closet in their home. You don't smell that? Hold on. There, you, this makes When I finish this, dude, you're going to be like, yeah, that actually adds up. <laughs> Report released last week by Madison County Coroner's Office confirmed that Richard Mage, 53, had died by suicide. Right. Uh, Mage was reported missing last year on April 27th, one day after calling his wife, Jennifer, to tell her he was leaving for work early. Jennifer told police she had returned that day to find his truck parked outside their home in Troy. 
with his wallet and keys left behind, but she found no traces of her husband and hadn't heard anything from him since. Police initially searched the couple's residence, which they described as a hoarder home, but found nothing. I mean, we know how bad hoarder homes smell. One, there you go. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So if it's a hoarder home, it's just like, yeah, that's not normal. What's the nastiest hoarder home you've ever been in? Uh, we talked about the other day. I don't know. It was a couple of years ago, but it was this like middle-aged female, and it was like a welfare check. I honestly felt sorry for her, man. I mean, the home, bad. So we went there because the apartment underneath or the townhome underneath they were doing a remodel and they were getting leaking. So they're like, Hey, we've got a water problem. So we traced it to the apartment above and her water heater was leaking, but then you got in there and yeah, I don't know. Usually I don't feel sorry for him, but I did on this one just cause the look on her face was like, I don't know. You know, like I'm, I'm, I'm in this, I'm spiraled down right. over the years. And she said she was like a former dispatcher or something. But she'd spiraled down, and now she, I mean, like, I think she'd gotten to the point where she didn't know what to do. And it just keeps getting worse and worse and worse. And it was like, she knew. Yeah. There's so many mental There's so much anxiety. There's so much. She needed help. Yeah. But it it smelled bad. We told the guys, uh, because, you know, like, it's they were individually owned. So it would be up to her to come get her water heater fixed. And we told these contractors below, I mean, it was like, just based on what we like interact our interaction with her, you're better off just going up there and fixing it. If you guys want to get back to work. Right. Like I don't think anybody's ever gonna show up. Right. That's not on her priority list. You just need to go up there and say, Hey, we're gonna walk valve. In. I think it was like like, you know, either one of the one of the valves coming in or out. And I was like, you just need to go offer to fix it for free. You guys be back in business. Yeah, no problem. And your stuff's not getting soaked. I think they end up doing that, but it was bad. It smelled so bad. All right. And then when you add animals to it, especially cats. Yeah, which is, seems to be like the starter, the hoarder starter pack comes with some cats. <laughs> the hoarder starter pack. <laughs> all right, what's included in the hoarder starter pack? All right, first of all, you have a cat. Then you yeah. have chucks, like uh, pe- like pe- piddle pads. But they're not, for, have, the, they're not for the have, animals. Well, <laughs> you've got to have animals that shit in your house. That's that's guaranteed. one requirement. Yeah. <laughs> you need to have some sort of theme. So, like, I've had hoarders where they do, like, newspapers or they have clothes, or they have, um, some of them just do like straight trash, but they usually have like a theme to them. Cardboard, bo- like boxes. Yeah, boxes of yeah. shit. And then um, you need to designate one foot wide walkways to like navigate your house. I don't really ever see, do you remember seeing a hoarder that, like couples that hoard? I don't ever. Yes. Okay. Really? You ready for this one? I, I, I feel like everyone I've seen, they, they're single. All right. This is a, if you... Other than what the story you're bringing up right now. Trigger warning. (laughs) If you get get grossed out, just fast forward like five minutes because this one is disgusting. So I was working as a paramedic and we roll up to a DOA and uh, the whole fire crew is outside, which is like, oh, this must be bad. Mm -hmm. So we get out of the ambulance and I can smell death from the street and i walk up to one of the fire guys and i'm like hey what do you guys what's going on and they're like well uh there's two there's two bodies in the back bedroom and i'm like okay like call them and call the coroner so we walk in and there's one foot hallways with trash 
piled up probably like waist high and like the walls are moving with animals, roaches, bed bugs, the whole nine yards. Come on, man. So we work our way into the back bedroom <laughs> and we see an obviously uh, husband and wife. Obvious one is ob- the wife is obviously dead and the husband looks dead. Um, both of them are just covered in like filth, feces, just it's nasty because she's like starting to like, yes, go away. Mm-hmm. She's starting to disappear. <laughs> so, magic. Uh, so we, <laughs> she's starting to magically. So we walk in and, uh, I see the husband breathe. Oh no. And I'm Not like, good. I'm like, oh man. So I'm like, Hey guys, uh, we got, we got a live one. So you better worked him right there in the middle of the bed bugs. So he had a pulse. He was alert somewhat. And his wife must have died like a few days prior, but he was still hanging on. So we grab him in a, in a man sack, which is like a big tarp with handles. And we had, luckily he was 98 pounds, really light. And so we bring him out and I'm like, Hey, can I get one of you fire guys to like come with me? And like, none of them would go. I mean, this smelled. That adds up. This smelled horrendous, and I won't say who the fire department is, but was, uh, I'm not surprised. Was he covered in like he's covered, everything? Yeah, it was. He was covered in her. He was covered in his own shenanigans, and so uh, we make like a a poo burrito <laughs> out of him, and do vital signs, start IVs, and and, and that stuff. But that was the grossest you one live? I've ever been. Yeah. Ugh. I know, man. All right. Anyways, back to, back to the show. Giving people time to, to get back in here. Police initially searched the couple's uh, residence, which they described as a hoarder home, found nothing. They did notice a sewer-like odor inside the home. Not surprising. Sometime later, um, his wife called the police again to complain about an odor, but the officers found nothing. You know, when they say the officers found nothing, I find this more likely that they called the fire department and the fire department had No, I think, I bet you... Is a welfare check, and I mean, you go into a hoard or something. You're like, yeah. Well, they I, searched. I'm not getting up close and personal with this this <laughs> interior of this place. Like, oh, uh, yep. Well, Damn, they, I don't know what to tell you. It normally smells like this. <laughs> they searched the home again for a second time, and they eventually called a plumber to come out and put a cap on the sewer pipe in the basement, which they suspected was the cause. Spoiler alert: It was not. Uh, months went by with no sign of his wife. Or of the husband, until the wife was looking for Christmas decorations. She told her that she went into a storage area with a hidden door behind clothes in a crowded closet under the stairway. And that's when she stumbled upon her husband's body. Here's what I find interesting about this. I'm no detective. But if you go into a secret door, how are you going to cover that door up with clothes? You're already inside. Anyways, I'm just, I have my suspicions. L.A. Confidential here, huh? That's what I'm saying, man. Mr. Investigator. I listen to a lot of true crime. Um, I decided, this is what she says, I decided to put up the Christmas tree, and I was looking for a tote of Christmas ornaments, and that's when I discovered him. Uh, One other thing that I think comes with the hoarder starter pack is once you put up decorations, you never take them down. It's Christmas all year long. You have boxes boxes (laughs) of decorations that you're planning on putting up, right? Totally. I'll get to that. Um, the newspaper, this is what she told the newspaper. So she discovered him and that he had committed suicide and opt- autopsy revealed no evidence of foul play. So how long do you think it takes a body to mummify? Depends on the conditions, right? So we had a, I mean, let's go six months. We were talking about a call where 
They found some guy mummified in his car. Like, because some guy died in the back seat. Bodies left in hot, arid environments can typically mummify in about two weeks. Dang. If you're in an enclosed space, it takes longer, but... Okay. So what is, like, natural mummification? Natural mummification is a process of transformation of the body, which is based on dehydration. So basically, all the fluids leave your body. And that smells And that's really why... Good. That smells great. Yep. But there's no decay. You just kind of, like, dry up like, like you would jerky. What do you think the oldest mummy ever found is? So, well, look, give me some parameters here. What do you mean, oldest? So, in Egypt, yeah, they found this mummy. So he was specifically put in to mummify. Yeah, he's like okay. legit mummification. I don't know, man. Go tell me. Just give me like a guess. How old? Two thousand years. Four thousand three hundred year old mummy was found covered in layers of gold near the Step Pyramid. That's the way I want it covered in gold. I might. I'll. I'll tell you what. If we start finding more mummified bodies <laughs> inside hoarder houses that are covered in gold, yeah, I'll go search. No problem. And I'll be like, hey, didn't find a thing. Nothing. And then we come back a little bit just later, like, just me and you. All those pockets. <laughs> it's that noise. It's all this cling, jingling. Cling, cling, cling. <laughs> gold bars. We bring it to yeah. the, uh, bring it to the, just the body to the bank. <laughs> like, hey, we want to put this in our safety deposit box. Chappelle, you know. Yeah. I'm Rick, James. Yeah, I'm, I'm Rick. I'm Rich, bitch. All right. Connecticut. Connecticut math teacher arrested after making fifth grader faint while demonstrating chokehold. Okay. Okay. Norwalk, Connecticut. A staff member at a school in Connecticut was arrested after police say a fifth grade student lost consciousness when she was demonstrating a chokehold maneuver. So I'll tell you, nothing's probably scarier than when you're in charge of like kids and they get hurt. And you're like, oh, it's on you. Go, you're your coach, right? Major scare. This was like back in 2008 or something. And to coaching a kid, you know, high school baseball team, and we were doing something at practice or something. And I was like, dog pile. You know, it was like, you know, guy like hit a moving hit, dog pile. And he got messed up. Bottom of the dog pile, you know, couldn't breathe. And like left home. He's like, I don't know. And I was like, oh, shit. Here we go, you know, because it's totally yeah, it's on you, right? Especially, it's so it's one thing when you're what watching children or supervising yeah. whatever a group, and they just you know let's just say a fight breaks out, whatever, right? It's like you you can't do nothing about that, right? The kids do what they do, and yeah. you just try to rectify the situation as quickly as possible. But when you're the one who says fight, yeah, exactly. And you're like, <laughs> and then the kid gets knocked no, out. No, 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 you're no. Like, okay. So when you yell dog pile, and then there's a kid at the bottom. It. You went home, felt better the next day, but I was like, this is bad. We had a girl who I was my umbrella policy on the way uh, home. <laughs> she was a goalie in high school, and they made they. She was like was crushing it. She was an incredible athlete, and uh, she got under the bottom of a dog pile, broke her neck. Oh. And she was in the hot, like the par- paralyzed. She's better now. She's fine. But so temporarily paralyzed. Temporarily, yeah. yeah, man. I mean, that's so that's the real deal. That's man. the one thing is like, I always I've been on the bottom of the dog pile. It sucked. Um, but if it like were to happen again, I'd be like, basically get all the air out before they start <laughs> on top of me. You know, because that can like you can't breathe. Yeah. Anyways, so, so don't do that. So let's get back to this 
teacher choking out her kids. Yeah, that would probably be um, liability on the teacher. So yes. Stephanie, I'm no detective. Neither are you. <laughs> Stephanie Sanabria, uh, fifty, fifty years old, was working as a math coach. It's a math coach. Tutor. Okay, math coach at Brookside Elementary School back in February when officials say she performed a martial arts move on three students. Quote, they were demonstrating jujitsu moves on some of the students in class who had volunteered to do that, the lieutenant of the police department said. So this was not a call we get every day. No kidding. She was definitely a white belt, by the way. That's a white belt move. Like the beginner. To be like, hey, man, this is what I, I just, just learned. learned. Yeah, I can take everybody out. Yeah. After the student lost. Especially lost, on a fifth grader. Totally, right? Yeah. I got you. Yeah. Uh, after the student lost consciousness, the school nurse immediately treated the child. A, an arrest warrant was issued for Sanabria, and she was arrested at her home a week later. Okay, so you're the parent of this kid. Okay. How are you handling that? My question is, uh, why, why did you volunteer, first of all? I'd like to know if you're still okay. You know, Are you okay? You weren't coerced into it. Did you, I mean, did you learn from it? You know, I, I don't, I want, I'd actually want to have a conversation with the teacher. I think this like was. This is some, some douchebag that's like, oh, choking kids out on the weekend and be like, all right, we're pressing charges. Yeah. But if like they're, you know, this lady who is, you know, I loved some of my teachers. Yeah. Like, and yeah, they, are we three quarters through the year and my son loves this teacher? Right. Daughter, you know, then it's like, all right, let's. I had a lot of crushes on some of my teachers. And if one of them was like, hey, I need you to come up here. That. You're what? Like, you can't do that. You're going to start dating Mary Kay Letourneau or something? Listen, man. All I'm saying is, who's the victim? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Anyways. We're not going to go down that road. We're not road, going down that road. A high school but senior boy that this is hates ha- his math teacher. This is how. Is I- that? Do you think that, does that like really destroy that 18-year-old male for the rest of his life, do you think? No. I think it would destroy an elementary school kid. Correct. That is a victim. But if you are an 18-year-old kid and your teacher's 25, no, I don't see that as... Yeah, because, I mean, three months later, you're in college and... Then that's totally totally fine. But, like, sub-18... Let's be real. I think you're... That's probably... Sub-18, probably sub... When they're 14, you might... That might be a little bit of like coercion and. Uh, yeah, I think you're I messing mean, up that kid's life. Junior, senior in high school. <sighs> Let's move on. <laughs> okay. Here's how I see this going. Okay. My name is Rex, and if you study with my eight-week program, you will learn a system of self-defense that I developed over two seasons of fighting in the octagon. It's called Rex Quando. <laughs> I need a volunteer. <laughs> Okay, you'll do. Come up here. Now, watch this, everybody. Grab my arm. The other arm. My other arm. <laughs> okay, now watch this. I'm just going to break the wrist and walk away. Break the wrist, walk away. Jeez. Okay, it's just that simple. Now, I want you to kick me. Come on, kick me. Okay, do it again. Do it again. Okay, you'll block it every time. Have a seat. <laughs> this is my favorite now, part. In addition to what you just saw, if you study with my eight-week program, you're going to learn these things first off. Rex Quando, we use the buddy system. No more flying solo. You need somebody watching your back at all times. Second off, you're going to learn to discipline your image. Do you think I got where I am today because I dress like Peter Pan here? <laughs> Take a look at what I'm wearing, people. 
You think anybody wants a roundhouse kick to the face while I'm wearing these bad boys? Forget about it. <laughs> Last off, my students will learn about self-respect. Do you think anybody thinks I'm a failure because I go home to Starlight Night? Forget about it. Now, for only $300, you can... That's how I see that class going. But I could be wrong. <clears throat> All right. So anyways, she was so uh, maybe, she was arrested. Maybe she choked out Peter Pan then. Maybe. I mean, maybe it's just time to grow up Peter Pan. <laughs> like I heard belittling of fifth grader. <laughs> All right. Heinz to give new boat to man who survived on ketchup while lost at sea. Wow. Yeah. All right. So survives on ketchup. So you're going to have, you'll have tomatoes. You'll have, a, you'll have like sugar. There's some other things that he ate. He didn't oh, just eat okay. ketchup, uh, which is Midwest hot sauce, by the way. Elvis Francois devoured ketchup while at sea for almost a month. And now the brand is providing him a new ride. The U.S. ketchup manufacturer is making arrangements to provide a new boat to a man who ate the company's signature condiment to survive being lost at sea for nearly a month. He subsided on a bottle of Heinz ketchup, garlic powder, cubes of Maggie brand soup, and rainwater, which he collected with a cloth. Why is he going? So he's on a... He's on a boat, a fishing Mm -hmm. boat. He gets lost at sea, and he basically uh, survived on just that. He wrote help on his boat and then ketchup <laughs> maybe I, mean, I don't think he's gonna waste that Blood. ketchup man yeah he's no dying. Kid, right um he ended up uh creating a fire on his boat like a small fire that he used in a container ship uh got him 120 miles northwest of columbia so you get lost at sea you basically get so far off the coast that you don't know which way is which yeah that's that's a nasty place to be nasty place should to have be. a compass right at least. Yeah. This article didn't say, like, if his boat lost power mm, okay. or All whatever, right. so I'm not entirely That sounds sure. maybe more plausible. It's yeah. Like just floating out because you don't have any. Yeah. So how long is the longest time someone survived at sea? Well, um, let's go eight months. Uh, 484 days. Okay. So that's about... A- so a, ja- months? a Japanese captain, not even going to try and pronounce his name, holds the Guinness. Why? Why you? you... <laughs> Ogu- really? All right, I'll do it. I'm not scared. Japanese captain Oguri Kachuchi. Kachuchi. Jakuchi. Jakichi. What kind of show is this? Jakuchi. I'm dude. I'm messing that up bad. Holds the Guinness Book of World Record uh, for the longest. I'm gonna have to change (laughs) what this show is appropriate for now because you can't respect the name. And this captain (laughs) holds the Guinness World Record for the longest known time that anyone has survived adrift at sea. Joined by one of his sailors, why doesn't he get any credit? Why is it just the captain? Because his name. I bet you that guy's got a cool name. The skipper managed to survive for approximately 484 days after their cargo ship was damaged from a storm in 1813. How do you survive? How do you survive? Well, since there's only two of them left, I probably ate, well, the, ate the other ones. Yeah. Okay. True story. That's probably true, right? Yeah, That's right. probably what happened. Yeah, you got to eat that. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? Anyways. Uh, oh. You know how we do that at work? Or like how much? How much? Yeah. 
Well, in their case, it's like, well, do you want to die? So, so that's your price is like, well, how much? Your life? The the book Moby Dick was based off of, loosely based off of like a real shipwreck. Mm-hmm. And the way that they figured out who they were going to eat was they like basically drew straws. Oh, yeah. That's and so bad. it was ended up being the captain's nephew who drew the short straw. They had to eat him. How do you, do you just put them on a firing line first? What do you mean? Or You're on a boat. No, I know, but so how do you, you're saying he's already dead? No, like they sat in a circle. Yeah, so how do you kill the guy to eat him? Oh, I've, I have no idea how they killed him. I think they're all pretty much almost dead at that point. I think a stiff wind would have taken <laughs> these people out. But anyways, they're jacked up. Um, they throw him overboard to kill him. They're like, oh, wait. No, 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 no. Oh, we need... <laughs> Another short yeah, straw for who's diving in. <laughs> um, how long could someone survive on a life raft? Like if you were on a boat that had like a commercial. Oh life man, I've seen it. Titanic. That was a door. No, no, she was on a life raft. She was on a life raft. She was not on a life raft. She was on a door that was big enough to fit both of them, and she didn't get off. Really? Yeah, man, it was one of my first dates. It was tit- go, oh, go Titanic. see Titanic? Really? Yeah, I mean, man. I remember. I'm, so she's kind of like, he kind of, he dies and then he just kind of floats off. Well, they, there weren't enough lifeboats. Right, because her rich boyfriend. Like, See, you remember. I do remember, yeah. But, so she's like floating on this piece of wood that clearly has enough How room. did they get off then? They just jumped off yeah. as it was going down? Yeah, the yard sailed out. And didn't he find her or did they stay together? They stayed together on that or did, did she... She jumped off, was on the board, and then he found her. I don't know. I don't remember. We're gonna please write in. I heard it's being there. re-released. You, you need to take Kate back the first date. I, it wasn't with Kate. Oh, geez. Let's delete this out of this podcast. She knows who it was. Uh oh. She is not worried. <laughs> <laughs> so, needless to say, you won't be watching Titanic with Kate ever. No, no, she was not. She's not worried about the person. No, I know, but knowing that that was your first oh. date ever, she's like, "Fuck." She's like, "Yes, Titanic with you." Come on now, I about that life. Uh, offshore life rafts have two buoyancy tubes. One can act as a backup and can help you survive for four to five days. They have like a bag of food on it and stuff like that. This was something I found super interesting. Is that in 2020, the International Maritime Organization database listed 438 ships worldwide with over 5,000 crew members that are just missing. Damn. Right? Since 04. So from 04? So from 04 to 2020, there's like damn near 6,000 people who are just lost. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Wow. All right. Men's health. Penis lengths have grown. Here we, why is it every single episode? <laughs> <laughs> like the last one. Or what? What is your search oh, history? Dude. Your Reddit hole you go down. Well, I'm on some list because I. Yeah, damn right you are. How to mummify your body? <laughs> never will you borrow my phone or computer. Oh, you're, like yours is any cleaner? At least I'm doing mine for something good. Whatever. Uh. Penis length has grown 24% in recent decades, but this might not be good news. Studies find that men around the world show that the length of an erect penis has grown 24% over the last 30 years. That sounds like it would be good news, but concern uh, from some male fertility experts. There are some concerns from fertility experts. 
The million dollar question is why does this occur? Said Dr. Michael Eisenberg, a urologist and male fertility specialist. Um, he's basically the, the gist of this article is that the microplastics that we consume. I just watched something on Netflix last night on that. Well, I know that the, the taint were from your anus. <laughs> You're a paramedic. This should not bother you. It doesn't bother me. I'm just, like I said, I'm going to have to switch the, the, uh, appropriateness level of the show to like mature, mature now. Right. used to be good for kids. Now, you look what you've done. Listen, this is important for kids, too. This is about birth rates and everything. Anyways, back to plastics. But the, the like, let me look up, let me, let me get the, make sure I get the right. Netflix series called Broken, I think. Oh, okay. And it was like an hour thing on plastics, and they focus on just like the petroleum industry and plastic and little pellets. And they the, talk about phthalates at all? What are those? Phthalates are like BPA. Yeah. Next, yeah, and forever chemicals, that. PFAS, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. and all that stuff. BPA and what's the other? I can't remember, but they just basically talk about the waste and the recycling, and it's not we're not really recycling because you can't. I mean, these plastics can't be recycled. Yeah, I'm gonna get to how much we actually consume, but okay. they're saying that since we have been consuming all of these plastics, that the size of the taints are getting smaller and if you have a smaller than two inch taint you have a like higher risk of being infertile and it's all because of these chemicals but it's also showing that the length of the penis is increasing so it's like completely changing our bodies so, so i need to eat more plastics so how much plastic don't do you th- just gloss over that do i need to eat more plastics well you're d- are you done having kids <laughs> Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like basically if if I eat more plastics, I'll be more well endowed. No. And it's a free vasectomy. My this is my dumb dumb understanding. Your vasectomy didn't go so well. Oh, dude. So why not brutal? Why not get the best of both worlds and So it's in the womb. The the mother would have to consume that. And you're born with those defects. Okay. So how much do you plastic do you think you eat in your lifetime? A lot. How, how, in pounds? Oh, man. They, they actually said it last night, like I think per year. But I, I forgot that part of it. Pounds pounds in your life? Yeah. 100. Uh, less than that. But you basically you consume a rough equivalent of a credit card's worth of plastic every single week according to the yeah. World Wildlife Fund. So 40 pounds in your lifetime. Okay. An analysis of 259 water bottles from 19 locations in nine countries across 11 different brands found an average of 325 plastic particles for every liter of water being sold. That's bonkers, yeah, man. That's a lot. That's uh, a lot of waste. Yeah. I mean, they're finding microplastics in 90% of bottled water. In the water itself. Yeah, because the plastics de- like degrades into oh, okay. the water. Yeah, all right. What I think is kind of messed up about this is that who this is really affecting are people who only drink bottled water, which are countries that don't have, you know, a so good water supply. Kind of off topic, but maybe our listeners are wondering, how does this relate to public safety news? It's health. Okay. All right. See what I did there? <laughs> well, I'm, just, 
So this guy starts talking about public safety news and he ends on penis. Uh, How did that happen? Yeah. You know, that makes total sense. I have another one if you want it. I bet you do. If you don't, this has nothing to do with penis. How many more you got? Uh, I have a few. I just, well, let's finish with this one. The current one? No, I got all one right, more. All right, all right, all sounds right. good. Let's do it. Uh, hospitals water for <laughs> hospitals water purification system stripped out chlorine, killing three patients. So, water purification system installed in two ice machines in a Boston hospital were supposed to make the water taste and smell better for patients on the surgery floor, but it ended up killing three of them. The purification system inadvertently stripped chlorine from the municipal water tap, allowing bacteria normally found at low levels to flourish and form biofilms inside the machine. This led to infections of four vulnerable cardiac surgery patients who had prolonged stays at the hospital. So basically, they put this filter on their water machine, but it was a filter that wouldn't allow like a certain size um, chemical to go or uh, to go through. And so... What I find fascinating about this story is that they were able to, like, trace it back to the ice machine. You know, because you have three patients who are cardiac patients on a surgery They probably did autopsies, right? And found. And found the same thing in the blood. So then, I mean, I think that would take a lot to pinpoint. Okay, so they're all in the hospital. They all die. So we know what happened here. Yeah. Okay. And they probably found what bacteria is like okay, where do we find this it has to be in the water maybe yeah and then you got to go back to like okay let's test the water before and after the filter pretty good i i was impressed since you're a detective you should have no problem finding that out uh i'm just a detective when it comes to murder mysteries okay so i mean we recently did a walkthrough of our water treatment plant and i was shocked with the amount of chemicals that like go into the oh, yeah. drinking water, yeah. you know? I mean, I guess it makes sense. You need to have, like, provide clean water, but, you know, you can just go up to the water that we have here in the mountains and, you know, as long as you filter out for, like, Giardia and stuff. I was always, like, the scare tactic, especially, like, when you in, went to Outdoor Lab, you know, the way they call that Outdoor Lab here, like, sixth grade, you go into the mountains for, like, a week or two with all your really? class. Yeah, and you, you just live in these barracks and you do outdoor activities and stuff that's cool yeah but that was the big thing don't drink the stream water you'll get girardia you'll be shitting yourself for weeks <laughs> i was so scared i was so scared one day i did drink some water out of the river and somebody told me that and i'm like oh i'm my gonna God. die i mean as long as the water's moving you you're in yeah. good shape but like standing water you obviously want to yeah. all right be careful of but it seems like from the reading i did it's that they're trying to combat the pipes that transport the water to your tap, which in a lot of like older cities and low end communities still have a lot of lead in it. I mean, Flint yeah. was the last one, but fluoride, chlorine seem to be big additives. But you know, there were some big skull and crossbones on some of those big yeah. bats. You know, so yeah. Good, man. If you got any stories, send them our way. Mail at the dash standard.us. 